Hello and welcome back to episode 25 of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with Dad and Daughter talking all things football with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And I'd say now, Dad, that the football's kind of getting going now, would you say? Uh, yeah, it's getting going before it gets gone. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. They'll all just start to get back in the flow of things and then before we know it, it'll be the end. Um, so we've got loads and loads of football to talk about. We've got Premier League, Championship. We've got some League One because the players are happening. And we're going to have some rants, we're going to have some Barnet of the week, and we're going to look at some ones to watch for next week. So we're going to kick off with the Premier League. I'm going to have a little chat about the Premier League. So obviously we had midweek matches that we'll just briefly touch on. West Ham beating Chelsea 3-2. That was a great result. Really good match. VAR, which I'll be talking about a little bit later. Controversial as always. And then oh, City beating Liverpool, the champions, 4-0. Not quite off the mark. Do you think they all just had a bit of a rough night? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, City were um, up for it. It wasn't. I, I don't think City were spectacular. True. Defensively, Liverpool were pretty rubbish, actually. Mm. Andy Robertson got ripped to shreds. So much on social media about that. But I suppose it's just teeing up for next season. They're trying to make a point saying we're here, we'll be in it to win it next year. And it's looking like it's going to be very exciting with what with Man U, Arsenal, City, Liverpool. Can't really call it at the moment, can you? Not really, no. Let's look at the weekend's matches. So the first match I want to talk about was Leicester against Crystal Palace, 3-0 to Leicester. Finally, Vardy's ended his long wait for his 100th Premier League goal. Leicester back to winning ways. They struggled really. Again, one of those teams, a bit like Sheffield United, that finally got going, got a win under their belt. And uh, Crystal Palace are really sluggish, actually. But I think for Leicester, massive three points. Just a, a win that they needed, what with Man U and Wolves putting them under pressure and Chelsea for top four slots. And talking about Jamie Vardy, would you say he's Leicester's best player ever? Is that too much of a claim? Or? That'd be Gary Lineker, wouldn't it, surely? Well, he did. He loves his Leicester, doesn't he? But, I mean, Vardy's up there. When they won the Premier League, everyone thought it was like a one-season wonder. But Yeah, no, he's been... God, I mean, he came from Fleetwood. He's not been around for, for long. He's done fantastic, really. Mm, yeah, he has done very well. So, Leicester 3, Crystal Palace 0. Great match. But Manu Bournemouth... 5-2. This is the first time United has scored five in a Premier League game since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's first match in charge, which was a 5-1 win at Cardiff back in December 2018. And they've extended their unbeaten run to 16 games now, Man U. People like Martial, Rashford, Greenwood linking really well up top. And everyone's just saying they seem to have a great balance. Now, Man U, they seem to have it sorted. Signings for the summer. Obviously, now teams are going to be looking towards the summer. Man U seem to be having the right kind of... Uh, like I say, balance in the team. Any positions in particular you think they should be looking at signing? Well, I, can't think, I mean, they seem to be settled. Maybe full back, mm. possibly. Yeah. And maybe a hard-working midfielder for when Matic starts yeah. to drift off. Yeah, that's true, actually. Because um, obviously last year they went for Maguire and Wan-Bissaka, who've done well, but still defensively probably a bit frail, you say, at the back. Match I was going to look at on Sunday was obviously Newcastle against West Ham, 2-2. Maybe not a match that you'd always get drawn attention to, but... You know, a couple of weeks ago, whatever, I would have said, oh, a bit of a boring match, nil-nil draw. But entertaining, well-balanced matched. Newcastle now scored six goals in their last two matches. 43 points, so they're obviously going to be safe. And Steve Bruce has done a great job. Surely now the fans will get behind him. Well, you've got to think so. Local lad and doing well. I mean, it'd be madness to get rid of him. Mm. West Ham, four points in their last two matches. Five goals. Are we thinking they're going to be safe? Uh, feels like it, yeah, probably. On a bit of a roll. What a result as well for Southampton, beating Man City 1-0 after Man City just thumped, obviously, the champions, like we said, about Liverpool. 
I mean, you've got to consider the statistics, such as, you know, City had 26 shots to Southampton's eight and 74% of the possession. But I suppose that also just highlights the fact that City look exceptional on paper, but the numbers don't hide a defence that is too often let stand its attack. And um, I mean, we can't talk about the match without talking about Southampton's marvellous winner, scored by Shea Adams, of all people, with his 30th game in pursuit of a goal. And his strike from 45 yards or more was just amazing. Made the most of Edison playing like a sweeper. So Southampton, I mean, can you say they thoroughly deserved the three points? Probably. Probably, actually. They did really well, defend magnificently and a fantastic result. Um, so those are some of the matches that I wanted to look at. And then just I really quickly wanted to say it's actually really exciting times for English footballers. Mason Greenwood, a lot of press about him over the weekend. 18 years old, eight Premier League goals for Man U. Saka, 18 years old, obviously for Arsenal. And then Phil Foden, 20 years old, makes it sound old, but he's not. So those three very exciting English footballers, which are you most excited about, Greenwood, Saka or Foden? Probably Foden, I think. Somebody, I can't remember who it was, somebody recently uh, likened him to Gascoigne, which mm. um, there's been very, very few players since Gascoigne, English players who you'd liken to Gascoigne. So I think if he's, if that's how good he is, then that's amazing. Yeah, but you can't argue Greenwood seems to have left foot, right foot. No, I agree, and he scores some great goals as well. Any that you straight away put in the England team, or is that too much for a young age? Um, I think they could all go in, possibly. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So, um, yeah, that was my little Premier League sum up. Right, now time for you to have a rant. Well, I don't know if it's a rant or not, actually. It's just the... Um, You're getting soft with No, well, no, there's another, a good one coming later. All oh, right, OK. Uh, no, I think it's just the whole Lee Johnson's been sacked as Bristol City manager. They have had a terrible time before lockdown and post-lockdown. But I'm not sure whether it's the right time, what Bit they're going to do. They'll stick a caretaker manager in or... They wouldn't, well, you wouldn't appoint somebody now, surely. If they do, then they're not going to get in the playoffs. They're not going to go mm. down. It's kind of... I suppose there's nothing to play for, so yeah, maybe it was the right thing to do. But so it's not not so much a rant, yeah. just just sort of just I'm not sure it's right or wrong. Because if you compare it to the Premier League, people like Eddie Howe, Daniel Fark for Norwich, they've stuck through with him. Yeah, they? I, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, he's been there a while. I'm not sure how long he's been there, but yeah, it seems sometimes a change in manager. Yeah, but it's not going to affect nothing this season. Not, it's and if they get momentum going, they've got a gap then before next season. So. I don't know, maybe they'll stick a caretaker into the end of the season and get the right person, perhaps. Seems like the wrong time, doesn't it? Maybe it's because there's no fans. Maybe they think, well, we're not going to get much stick in the stadium. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, might be right. VAR. I know we go on about it. Yeah, but every week VAR. I know, I know. I know I do. But this week in particular, it should stay home. Everyone's saying VAR should stay home. Okay, West Ham versus Chelsea. Midweek, I watched this match. Three and a half minutes it took to decide the outcome of oh, Antonio being on the floor and it being offside. Three and a half minutes. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Like that is a joke. It's got to be clear and obvious. Three and a half minutes. That plus the drink breaks. Football's just stop and start. Well, if I, I got to get out of the stadium before five, if it goes beyond oh, five, God, I'm yeah. done. You I'm not hanging around. Sprinting, wouldn't you? And then, oh, gosh, so West Ham Chelsea VR. Tottenham Sheffield United. That was shocking. And Moira Hamble, it was terrible. And then um, Manu against Bournemouth, Eric Bailly Hamble, that was shocking. Um, before this weekend's fixtures, apparently VR has disallowed 50 goals. Really? The whole season, yeah, 50 goals. And it's awarded 19 penalties and apparently it's given seven red cards. 
I mean, 50 goals. It's just ruining the entertainment of football. I know before we used to moan if it was a clear offside or a handball, but would you rather have those mistakes in football because VAR's proving no good? All I would want is goal line technology, everything else you can keep. Even that was rubbish, though. Well, I know, yeah. <laughs> no, to be fair, goal line technology normally is quite... And I looked and Hawkeye is legit. It's not just tennis, you know. Championship. So championship, yeah. So midweek there was lots. Well, a full program midweek. Some cracking matches for. I'm focusing on the teams who are looking for playoffs and teams who are looking to stay up. So, Reading nil, Brentford three. Brilliant win for Brentford. QPR one, Fulham two. Again, another of those two teams doing well. And a really big match there. Preston nil, Derby one. So those were the big playoff matches. From a relegation perspective, a whopping win for Huddersfield three nil at Birmingham. That was a cracker. And then the one that was a one to watch for me last week, which was played midweek, was Hull 2, Middlesbrough 1. Wilkes in the 91st minute. What an incredible win for Hull. So uh, Middlesbrough, well, I was going to talk about their uh, weekend escapades. That was the midweek, whizzing through that. On the weekend, uh, the biggest match really from the playoffs, Derby Forest. Derby have got within uh, spitting distance of the playoffs now. And that local Derby strange in an empty stadium. There's been some feisty local derbies up there and even though there was nobody in the ground it was still pretty feisty <laughs> 69% possession for Derby and they got an equaliser in the 97th minute Martin so they, it was a really uh, cracking local derby by the sounds of it so that's that was a stalemate uh, Brentford kept that winning going so 3-0 at home to Wigan and uh, no shots on target from Wigan they've had a really good run actually Wigan it all came tumbling down really with a 3-0 defeat at Brentford, like I say, no shots on target, things are getting worse, which I'll come on to later, and a Ben Rama hat-trick, it's the uh, the first goal that we're going to have let in for eight matches, Brentford recorded the fifth game without uh, letting a goal in, and they've got five, was it, five wins in a row, so looks like Brentford are uh, doing pretty well actually. Back to Bristol City, certainly not best of the West these days, mm. bit of a localish derby I guess you'd call it, over the border, Cardiff came across the border 1-1-0, Ward in the 85th minute. Close match, actually. Like I say, the outcome from that uh, was Lee Johnson leaving. And then the other one at the weekend that was pivotal at the top in those playoff places, especially. Swansea got another win, so they're looking uh, looking pretty good. So in the playoffs, still got a few teams going for it, actually. Starting to get a bit of a gap. Cardiff are sixth and three points clear now from Derby, and they've got four-goal better goal difference. You've got to think that Forest, Fulham and Brentford are, are going to be um, in the playoffs. Still think Leeds and West Brom are untouchable, really. Five-point gap. Yeah, both of them had wins over the weekend. Yeah, but Brentford won five in a row. Cardiff won four out of the last five. Derby won four out of the last five. So Swansea, so yeah, it's still um, really interesting at the top there. So who knows? And relegation, a big defeat yesterday for Reading. Sorry, for Luton at home to Reading. Uh, Reading, it's weird. You look at the stats, uh, they won 5-0. At Luton, they only had 38% possession, but they had 10 shots on target. And Mighty, if that's the right pronunciation of his name, he got four of the five goals. And weirdly, Stoke Barnsley, against Stoke, 37% possession and won 4-0. So it feels like teams who are playing, obviously, football on the break and teams who are desperate to stay up are attacking more, but getting caught on the break by the looks of it. Mm. So terrible, for really, for Barnsley and Luton. And, uh, the last thing they wanted was heavy defeats like that. So they're sort of getting a bit cut adrift at the bottom. Luton now minus 32 goals. Uh, five points off the safety. Barnsley, four points off safety. 
So yeah, it, it's looking a bit bit difficult for both those. But the one that's really starting to, I, I did say last week, I thought that um, Warnock being um, put in place was, oh, yeah. was like signing yeah. Messi. Yeah. The bloody, they're losing every match now. Are they? So yeah, they lost oh, no. lost against QPR one nil. So they are in the bottom three oh, uh, because Hull keep well Hull beat them midweek. Hull just keeps squeezing points here and there. So so yeah, Hull one point above them. Huddersfield, Charlton, Stoke. Uh, that's probably as far as they're only two points off the relegation zone. All those teams actually, so I think the uh, I think that relegation battle is going to be fascinating. Mm. But it's going to be it looks like Barnsley, Luton, and one other. No, I'm not sure. The last time Middlesbrough were out of that division, that's going to be quite a quite a big. Mind you, they go down there play Sunderland, want it to go down, so that'll be a big oh, yeah. a big northeast derby up in the first division. Goodness me, who'd have thought of that? We've been talking obviously about the fact they're playing behind closed doors. Do you think it makes any difference? Because I think it was a Crystal Palace assistant manager this week. Apparently, literally all you could hear was him just shouting and screaming. And do you think they they can hear all the tactics? So it influences the football on the pitch. Uh, yeah, there might be something in that because normally they wouldn't hear it, would they? But no. sometimes it get on my nerves if I was getting shouted at throughout. Well, the match. yeah, exactly. Some of the managers, Oligo Solskjaer, was just sitting casually when he watched them the other night. So. Yeah, leave them alone. Once they're they're on the pitch, let them get on with it. That's what I think. League One, we've had some playoffs, finally. So we've been talking about that. So on Friday night, Portsmouth won, Oxford United won. So that is set very nicely. The fine balance in those two teams, 1-1. One, one. And then Fleetwood won, Wickham 4. That's a weird one, isn't it? It is, yeah. What a shame for Fleetwood. Yeah, so they're going to need a massive comeback if they're going to win that one. So um, it's teed up very nicely. Out of those four teams, Portsmouth, Oxford, Fleetwood, Wickham, well, who do you think the final will be? I think Portsmouth and Oxford would have been a really good final. That's mm. the one that I think, well, as you can see, it's very tight. Mm-hmm. I think from a from a big club perspective, Portsmouth perhaps. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's exciting that we finally have some League One to talk about. Yeah, and then League Two, of course, my one to watch from last week was the um, Wembley Playoff final from League Two. Yeah, it was Northampton versus uh, Exeter. God, I mean, it was, again, not great for the West Country. Uh, Moxie sent off after 59 minutes. Northampton won 4 nothing. Poor old Exeter, still in uh, League Two. But uh, means we can go and watch Barrow there, which yeah, is good. Yeah, St. James's Park. Talking to Barrow there, manager, he left. That was a bit of a shame, really. But to Bolton, who are in the same league. Yeah, I but I, I suppose Bolton's that. a, you know, if you got the chance, I mean, Bolton were in the Premier League. Ooh, not mm-hmm. that long ago, so I suppose it is still a big club with a big ground, which is the last thing Barrow is. But um, it's just a shame to get them promoted to League Two and now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think there's probably something about money, but I mean, good luck to him. He's always going to be a hero for yeah. the club getting him up. So who's we've um, been talking a lot with? Well, my uncle, your brother, about who's going to be the Barrow manager. Well, they're saying <laughs> hot favourite is David Dunex Rovers, mm. but uh, well, give it a go. I'm not quite sure to be fair, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh, we've got a couple more rants left. What are you going to rant about now? Well, I'm going to go back to Wigan and um, oh. I'm not going to bore everybody with what's happened and what's happening and how it's all working. What we do know is they're going into administration and might be relegated um, after such a good run as well. And I think there's a piece in the paper, Dave Whelan, who's invested millions in the club, uh, real sort of passionate bit like Jack Walker type, really, really passionate about the club. I mean, it's just all falling around. Don't know what on earth's happening. Different owners, and I mean, it's just it's just a proper mess. And uh, looks like we're gonna destined to go down because of it. 
the game after they found that out. As I said before, they didn't have a shot on goal, lost 3-0 no. after a brilliant run. What a terrible time. So um, Fans must be gutted. Again, same as Bolt, another team that's not long since been in the Premier League. Yeah, it's really sad, actually. So, Will that be due to COVID? Is that why it's gone No, that's the owners. I think I think it's it's poor ownership, poor decisions. Um, you might find more clubs go bust. I suppose it didn't help, of course, COVID. But um, yeah. yeah, what a mess. What a shame for Wigan. Well, hopefully they can sort themselves out. Is it looking like they've got 12 points deducted? Is I that... think they, yeah, if they, if they don't finish in the bottom three, they get the 12 do- points deducted. If they do finish in the bottom three, it comes off next season. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> oh, bless. Yeah, what a mess. Absolute mess. Um, well, my last rant is about the naivety of Norwich. I know it's kicking them when they're literally down, rock bottom, 21 points, seven points off safety. I mean, it's looking very unlikely they're going to get out of it. But I watched them when they played against Arsenal midweek and um, we've ranted quite a lot about teams playing out from the back and goalkeepers faffing around with it. But if you're bottom of the Premier League table, you're Tim Krull in goal. You're trying to just, you know, give your players a bit of a break. He tries to like nutmeg Bamiyang and I mean, it turned out terribly and they score and it's just, it's embarrassing. But at what point do Norwich not think, okay, we can't play out from the back. Let's have a plan B. Like they don't have a plan B. No, and I think they've got some good players and I say, I just don't get it. I know it's about keeping possession, not giving it to the opponents and but faffing around about your own box, it just seems a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Really. Well, the commentators are saying it is it is naive of them to think they can continue going on with it. But then at the same time, it's in their culture. They've got promoted from the championship using that style of play and they're sticking to it. So I suppose for me, there's got to be a plan B. Like it's getting desperate now and obviously trying to play out from the back when you're against teams like Arsenal and you've got a Bamiyan running at you you just every team's now going to put them under so much pressure and they're going to get hammered for it so it's a bit of a shame that I'm ranting about the team that are looking likely that they're going to go down but you know there's a few more matches left statistically they can still come out of it and perhaps maybe all the defenders are sinking their messy maybe maybe don't do that in future give it up yeah give it up get shut of the week actually I might go on now because I just talked about Norwich and mine is a Norwich player Todd Cantwell oh yeah yeah well actually it was mum that drew my attention to the fact that already he's got an Alice band his hair's tied up but he now has a double bun so he has a bun on top of his head and then he has a bun below it so he has two buns Really? Yeah, in the back of his head. That's terrible. You know, more than on a barbecue he has two buns and we've been watching quite a lot of horse racing at the moment Epson, Ascot a bit similar to you know how they sometimes have the horses like like little bums in the back of it. Oh, right, yeah. So um, I mean, it's shocking to be quite honest. He needs to just cut it all off. Get it sorted. Well, yeah. you can go and get it cut now, can't you? Yeah, exactly. He can queue up at midnight. He must like it though. <laughs> no, to be fair, he does. But oh, no. this is lucky haircut. Oh gosh, well maybe get rid of one bun. Maybe like, yeah, single yeah. bun, but double bun, no two filling. Go on, who have you got for your bun? I've got Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, and oh, he's okay. got he, again. He's another one that his hair seems to be growing upwards. Yeah. And uh, it's either growing red or he's having it dyed red. Oh, they all are. Firmino did that. They do. I can't, I can't mm. work out whether it's natural it's not growing red. gingerness or <laughs> whether it's unnatural red. No, I think it's because they put hair dye in probably when they're all drunk. Ah, right. Well, they still were drunk. He looked drunk <laughs> playing the other day. But, oh, God. Uh, yeah, Alex, Ox- I just don't he's a bit It's weird. gone quite curly as well. A bit it like has, um, Jota last week, it actually. Has. It's gone a bit weird. Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. <laughs> 
ones to watch. These are some matches that are coming up that we think are going to be definitely worth a watch. So in the Championship this uh, week, we've got, again, sticking with playoffs or relegation, playoffs, you've got Forest and Fulham, two teams who are fairly nailed on, you'd think. You'd fancy drawing that. Um, West Brom, Derby. So West Brom desperately trying to get that automatic place. Derby desperately trying to get into the playoffs. So that should be a good scrap, actually. And then there's one that falls into both. So Millwall, Middlesbrough. Millwall aren't far off, so they're still going for points. And I say Middlesbrough, goodness me, they're um, really starting to struggle. So they'll be desperate for points. And then finally, bottom of the table, clash midweek on Tuesday. Luton Barnsley, so... I guess what they don't want is a draw. If they draw, then you'd think they're going to be struggling to get uh, both of them. If one of them wins, then that's a real big boost. So, again, my money's on a draw for that, I would think. Okay. Um, my ones to watch are all Premier League. I got Tuesday night, back-to-back, big games. I've gone for Watford-Norwich. I seem to be talking a lot about Norwich this week, actually. Watford yet to win since the restart. Obviously, both teams are yet to win since the restart. But Watford in particular, I feel like people thought with the team they've got, they'll be safe. But they seem to be just in a bit of a lull. And obviously Norwich are desperate for some points. So, I mean, if Norwich could get a win there, then that would definitely shake things up a little bit. But Watford-Norwich, you still, I mean, I would still be leaning more towards Watford. Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. And then after that one, like I said, Tuesday night, 8.15pm, a big match, Arsenal against Leicester. Both with really good wins over the weekend. Like I say, Leicester finally uh, getting the win. Arsenal have won their last three Premier League games. So it seems to be a bit of a roll. There's nine points between them in the league. But what I think is going to be really interesting is competition for the golden boot. So Vardy's on 21 goals for the season. Aubameyang's on 19. They're probably both still thinking about that when they're playing each other. Golden boot is up for grabs. Uh, Danny Ings is in there as well. Not that obviously he's in that match, but he's up there. I think he's yeah, got 18. Yeah, I'd like to see Danny Ings win it, actually. Yeah. That would be really nice. Yeah, that it? would be good, actually. Uh, what do you reckon? Arsenal, Leicester. Oh, gosh. Uh, Arsenal, probably. Yeah, they're a funny old team, Arsenal. But uh, Yeah, I'm leaning more towards a draw. Yeah, maybe possibly a draw sitting as on well, the fence. Yeah. Right, that's it for this week for episode twenty. Five of Football Chance and Brants with the Plants. Again, there's loads going on. There's loads of midweek matches. We've had our ones to watch. And um, we'll be back next week with some more Football Chance and Brants. See you then.